Dale Not Dale Podcast. What's up, Vaughn? What up, what up, what up? Dude, you missed We're Back last week, so you got to bake that up when we get the guest in. I'm going to make it up today whenever the guest comes on, and I'm going to make sure that we get it back. Okay. That we get We're Back back. We got to get We're Back back. What you holding there? Oh. Funny you should ask. Funny you should ask. <laughs> it's really cold on my crotch. Oh. <laughs> I just got a shipment in. Good Ranchers. From Good Ranchers. American style Wagyu. I'm holding some Good Ranchers. USDA choice or higher Angus beef ribeye steaks. Let me let me take a look at these things. Let me go look, look, look at these warlocks. Dude. Yooey. Hey, I'll tell you what. I cooked these last week. Fire. Burgers. I cooked some burgers the other night, too. Burgers are phenomenal. Dude, why do you have meat left? I cooked almost all my meat. So here's the, pro- here's the problem with it is um, I was traveling a whole lot, and I couldn't cook every day. And I don't want – obviously, I don't want my wife to ruin good meat. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then I had a procedure done. So I couldn't really cook that uh, yeah. week. So I think I think uh, I think we're gonna good ranchers it out this whole weekend. Too. We just need to have uh, maybe Magnus come over. We cook for Magnus. We need to. God bless him. Yeah, God bless him. So uh, good ranchers, man. We we want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Uh, these guys have been taking care of us. One being a sponsorship, being a, a title sponsor for our podcast, but two send us some great good ranchers meat uh, monthly. We're on the subscription as well. Uh, the stuff's awesome. And then as right now, you can get bacon free for a year. Whole year. With your subscription. Absolutely. The other day, they, they had like a free, uh, I don't know if it's still going on, they had a, you get free two pound of salmon at, at, the, at that point too. So it's a pretty good deal. They've run a lot of specials. Like they do have a lot of specials. But the best special to use is what? D&D Pod. D&D Pod at checkout gets you $20 off plus Right now, it gets you free bacon for a year. Free bacon for a year. $200 value. Yep, and it, and it shows your love. And it's American meat delivered. And uh, the stuff comes to your house frozen, man. Boxed up, ready to be thawed and... Cooked. Cooked, grilled, broiled, sautéed, however you want to do it. it yeah, don't leave the box on your front porch for a long time. I don't think that'd be good. No. No. Somebody probably stick it, like... Steal yeah, so, it. Somebody'd steal it. So uh but yeah, so we wanted to get on here, talk about our sponsor, Good Ranchers. We appreciate you guys. Uh make sure you go goodranchers.com, use the code D and D pod at checkout, support our podcasts, show some love to our sponsor. Yep, who shows love to us, making the greatest greatest meat you can get door to door, fastest growing online meat company in the United States. American meat delivered. American podcast delivered. American Dale delivered. American Dale. (laughs) And Dale we trust. (laughs) And Dale we trust. (laughs) Hashtag meat group. Yep. So last (laughs) week we had the the Good Rancher guys on, and uh, it was a good time. Yeah, it was. It was a good time. Jermango. Jermango Unchained. We learned a lot about Jermango. Dude, Jermango's, he's a convict. (laughs) He's a convict. (laughs) (laughs) He mentioned multiple times he's been handcuffed. He's been pepper sprayed multiple times. I'm like, dude, what kind of life do you live? Dude, the funny thing is, is he doesn't strike that. Like, if I look at Jermaine, he just looks like a really nice guy. I he's got know, a he's got a dark side. I didn't know that he was dealing in the dark arts. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I 
poor, poor but he guy. started his life around for good ranchers and these guys have great meat so yeah. make sure to go buy good rancher <laughs> they, sure, they sure do he's changed his life one steak at a time one steak at a time use the code D pod at checkout at <laughs> check out at goodranchers.com goodranchers.com thank you guys thanks Uncle Dale and Vaughn with stories to unfold So sit back, relax, and behold We discussing life and all its ups and downs Tune in from your side of town Talking pop cultures, movies, and TV shows Giving the thoughts and much more This shit is style, clothes, and gadgets galore Keeping you entertained, you'll be begging for more Cause we gon' laughing, hey, maybe even crying But one thing's for sure, you'll be smiling Cause Uncle Dale and Vaughn are at your side So come along, join, and let's ride They bring the heat, and the guests are supreme We're recording, we're on air We are, and uh, to make up for last week, I uh, forgot to tell you, we're back! <laughs> uh, well, we got another, uh, we got a fun one in studio, Mr. Brett Chancy. That's right. I say yes, right. Sir. That's right. From uh, Locked On Astros podcast. Podcast. Yes, right. sir. That, that's the official title. That is the official title. Yeah, starting my fourth season with Locked On, and uh, it has been a fun ride. It's a great time to be an Astros podcaster. You yeah, it the is. last four years have been it's pretty been stellar. Nice. Yeah, I wonder what the podcasters for the Astros were doing in like '09. Ugh. I don't. Even, was it even a thing in '09? I mean, I mean, Joe Rogan started like around that time. Okay. So yeah, it was nobody was really doing that then. I mean, the team wasn't a thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the. <laughs> oh, five they were. Then they Let's got talk swept. about Hunter Pence. <laughs> oh wait, he's gone. Dude. He is gone. He is gone. Yeah, yeah that was like the I only think, good team. I think Jose Cruz was still playing then. Dude, that <laughs> maybe that's when they had Jose Cruz Jr. Like yeah. they tried to bring in Pudge Rodriguez and Kazmat Sui and dude, you yeah. know, Jose Cruz Jr. was supposed to be like. The next big thing I had this I had is like some of his like a great like his uh, refractor rookie cards that were oh, like yeah. worth a bunch and then it went to nothing <laughs> like quick. So yeah. Uh, yeah, man, we thank you for coming in, dude. We for sure. I mean, you connected on uh, I guess Twitter. Yeah, yeah. A couple of years ago, uh, a year or two ago, probably I guess. I'm, and so uh, we've been talking, and then we talked about. Me getting on your podcast, and then we started ours, and I was like, "Man, let's get you on ours." It was I wanted to get you on somewhere beginning or the start of the baseball season, uh, which so it's good timing. Yeah. So. Well, you know, I mean, since you already had Bregman, I figured. Yeah, we follow up. You with know, Brett. let yeah. let let the Brett let man. the Breggy Bomb guy come on first, and yeah. then and then bring on H Town Wheelhouse to kind of right. you know solidify the Astros vibe here. Yeah. This, yeah. this episode is going to make everybody forget about his episode <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So it's a tall order. So you're a fellow podcast. You've been doing it four years. So man, we we're only uh, we're not even a year in yet. So we're that 37 as of this as of today that came out. This yeah. was our 37th uh, episode that went on air. So uh, what's what's been like for you? How many you got on your belt? Four years. So with locked on locked on Astros has 1,066 right now. I believe I've been on about probably. 800 of those uh, because it started a year before I started. And before that, I had got into podcasting using the Anchor app with my um, yep. Apple. Anchor. Yeah. yeah. Use oh, yeah. Anchor. You know, you do the little, I think I made like $6 on that podcast. 
you know, well spent six dollars. I think it went to Dollar General. It's when everything was. Did you report it? <laughs> yeah, it's actually <laughs> no, I didn't report it, so don't tell anybody, please. Your expenses out well outweighed your oh, income. Oh yeah. yeah, way I know. a lot more. After we're done with this, we'll show you our taxes. Well, so, <laughs> yeah. So here's the deal: when when I was doing this, um, I randomly came across a guy reached out to me, and I honestly don't remember his name anymore. He was some guy from Hollywood. He wanted to represent me, and I'm like, represent me. It's like, look, pay me a hundred dollars a month. I'll bring you guests. At the time, I wasn't making any money. It's like, well, I don't have a hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Um, he's like, why don't I throw you like a bone? I'll give you a couple guys from Florida, and I'll get you in touch with Tito Santana. And I'm like the wrestler. So I literally interviewed Tito Santana, the first Mexican American WWE or WWF world champion, on my podcast. He's like a eighth grade science teacher in New Jersey now. <laughs> but I interviewed Tito Santana. When I was on my own, I interviewed John Boy before I got to Locked On oh, Astros. Oh, really? Um, I, like, I, I, follow, I like his. I interviewed Chris Castanelli, you know, before he blew up. Yeah. Um, he's with Barstool now. And I, I just I just got used to doing it. And growing up, I stuttered a lot. So I didn't get a whole, a whole lot of words in. Yeah. So now I'm trying to make up for all the times I didn't get to speak. Yeah. And yeah. people are like, does he ever stop talking? <laughs> Shut and up. the answer is basically no. <laughs> yeah. So how... Okay, so... They had it a year prior to you. How right. did you? So how did you roll into that role? I mean, would, so, so was your first podcast about sports or? So I did. Yeah, I I, I just called it. Um, I just called it Quick Hits by H Town Wheelhouse, and I randomly gave myself that name on Twitter because I like the term wheelhouse. I'm a big baseball guy. I grew up baseball was my first love. Yeah, that's the way I connected with my dad. That's why I connected with my faith growing up. And so baseball means so much more to me than just a sport. Like, I can't fathom why someone would not like baseball. Yeah, yeah. That's really hard for me to, like, I, I don't get it. It's like, you know, it's like, how can you not cheer for Rocky and Rocky Four, right? It just seems inevitable. And so um, when, when I was doing it on my own, Eric, who is the co-host, Eric the Man Heisman, mm-hmm. and myself, one of our friends said, hey, you need to talk to Eric. He does talking strows on the radio. So Eric did talking strows, and we kind of got to know each other. And then Locked On had called him. He did it for about a year and then called me. He's like, hey, bro, I need some help. It's like, this is intense. I go, what are you doing? I was like, well, it's like five days a week, all season long. I'm like, I'm in. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> and this is when we weren't really getting a whole lot for it. So we were do- putting a lot of time in. The editing took forever, and there was no video. So we were editing the heck out of all the audio. Yeah. And it was just kind of a match made in heaven. I mean, Eric and I, I, I think we complement each other well because we're so different. Right. Um, and it was a friendship that we had because our sons were friends in school. So what's his background? So he, so he's a teacher. Okay. He's a teacher. He's a, he is an algebra teacher. I'm a Texas history teacher. So we're both teachers by day. Both of our sons went to the same school. Oh, nice. We both love the Astros. We came in at different eras. I went to my first game as a two-year-old to the Astrodome. His first player that Who let he, off? Do you remember? Oh, when I was two, no. <laughs> <laughs> I actually remember going up the going up the stairs like the spiral things, but I don't remember the game. <laughs> Something about an armadillo on a three-wheeler, but that's all I recall. Yeah. Um, his his first favorite player was Jeff Bagwell. So he got into it like late 90s. Right. 
So it it's kind of cool to have our perspectives because we have two different different perspectives, different eras for sure too. Both you know losing eras for a lot of it. Yeah, and yeah. you know now we come into this golden age. But yeah, that's just it. It literally, I was in the right place at the right time. So I don't I don't make any bones or try to fake like oh you know locked on was like H Town Wheelhouse. He's our guy. Yeah. <laughs> it was completely happenstance and. It's worked. And we were actually the first MLB channel within our network to be awarded a YouTube channel because of the work we were doing. And now... So you locked on. They they made that decision. Okay, hey, we're going to give you all a YouTube channel because of how what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. Be, so they had started with the NBA, locked on. Um, all the NBA channels were going to it. So the phase one, we were in phase two. In phase two, they're like, we're going to bring on one or two MLB teams. And they're like locked on Astros. You're going to be the first team to have a YouTube. Channel. So that that's a company. They started out of Utah, right? They're locked on. They start yes. The, so the, the the franchise, I guess, is what it. Yeah. So so David Locke, who's the voice of the Utah Jazz, started it back in 2016, and he would just call these post game podcasts "Locked On Jazz" because he goes by David Locke. And someone's like, "You need to do this with the Raptors." You know, someone here, and you, you know, someone in Charlotte, you know, someone in Toronto. Okay, so then they started building it. The MLB portion, I think, was the last leg that was built into it. Now, every major sport has a locked-on show. We're the second largest podcast network, sports podcast network, and the only people in front of us is ESPN. Wow. Who's, e- who's ESPN? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm never totally heard, never the, heard of her. The, the four-letter network. <laughs> we, we had Jeff Darlington on recently. I don't know if you've seen that. Okay. We yeah. had from ESPN. We played golf with him in a celebrity golf tournament nice. and, uh, during the Super Bowl. See, look, see, awesome, like, man. you guys are playing down, like, this 30-something episode thing. Yeah. But truth be known, like, if you, if we were to go inside my studio, we would have to be sitting on the floor right now. <laughs> and I would say, can you bring your mic, sir? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just take the whole thing with us. Right. That would be cool. <laughs> we have we have done a mobile one. We did a we did a mobile one uh, at the Republic Boot Company yeah. in the Heights. And so that was pretty cool. Uh, we took it on the road. We got a, they got a winery down in Santa Fe. A buddy of mine runs. We're gonna do one there in the cellar. Nice with them. We're gonna come just bring the stuff and go shoot one there. Now is this so. gonna be like a drunk history episode? I mean, Vaughn's my my DD, so yeah, I'm good. I mean, I'll I'll get hammered. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't drink, so I'll be perfect. The drunker everybody gets, the crazier I act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the you're like the guy that like I think the University of Washington did some study with like students and how they reacted to to beer or to alcohol and they gave like one party non-alcoholic beer yeah and they gave another party like the alcoholic beer and the kids that drink the non-alcoholic beer actually act worse than the kids that yeah. are actually yeah. drunk. It's a placebo. It's a placebo effect. We know a friend of ours is very big into placebo yeah. effects. There you go. He does cupping and K tape. <laughs> he thinks it's placebo. Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> so uh so the locked on thing, so that's been going for, for you for four years. Yes, sir. And y'all do you said you do five nights a week. We do it five nights a week. Every, until any we, game night, that's what it is, or so Sunday, Sunday through Thursday we record. So whether they're off so if they're off, what we do is we go live eight thirty. I mean ninety nine percent of our shows are live. We just okay. it works better. There's less editing because for some reason when we are on air, when we have a camera in our face, there's less to take out. Of course, there will be some shows where I'm like, oh, there was like five minutes where I just, I'll just pull that audio out. So sometimes in audio, yeah. you'll get a little bit more clean presentation. Yeah. But the video, I think it reduces it a little bit because for whatever reason, you're you're paying attention to people's mannerisms more than what they're saying or how they're saying it. Yeah. So it's it's been nice. Like editing literally, 
I, I probably shouldn't reveal this, but it takes me less than 10 minutes. Well, hey, for me, like I, I put our podcast together in audio, so we do, I do it probably about 15 minutes. I can do a whole, our, ours range from an hour to hour, almost two hours, some of them sometimes. Cool, okay. Well, see, I and felt so, like I was cheating our podcast. Now, now I feel better. No, so, I, uh, once you get in there. No, it's, man, I, I've got it figured out, man. i got a bunch yeah. of settings I've saved, but like just the other day, we needed to do a new ad, so I text him. I was like, hey, give me your voice memo. I told him to read some of these lines from, from our sponsor. I read some stuff, put it together, put a new ad out. I mean, so we've done that just from iPhone, boom, boom. Cool. Put the stuff on. Uh, but it really, I, it was trial by fire. I yeah. mean, early on, I had my brother-in-law helping. He's real big with the editing and do all this stuff. So I had him producing the show. I mean, literally, it, he did it in five minutes. Wow. Clicking it. I mean, he's real fast. And so... I wanted to learn it, so I learned it. I've gotten some tips and tricks from Magnus, our producer, as well. Uh, he puts together our audio, I mean, our video. I give him clean audio. He makes the videos, uh, helps doing all the shorts and reels and stuff we put on. Very cool. Instagram, I like Instagram, TikTok. I mean, so we're we're doing a lot, man. Like I said, I got a buddy of mine in Canada who who drew our, uh, he made our, he does commission stuff for like MLB, NFL, nice. and all those stuff like that, uh, Vito. So he he made our logo. And so I start working with him. He's about to revamp my website. I mean, so we're we're doing a lot trying to make this bigger. No, that's no. I, you know, I'm I'm actually honored and humbled that you guys asked me to come on. And I'm glad we live so close to each yeah. other. Yeah, it's, it's it makes crazy. it easy. It's, it's just, way better in person because it it's just you can. It's just a better vibe. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, we got to we do some guys. You got to do over over the air, which is, is part of it because yeah. We're not at the point where we're going to be flying people in like Joe Rogan to come uh, get on the podcast, you know. Now, if you fly Joe Rogan, you got to invite me. Yeah, yeah, I'll just I'll sit on the exercise bike over there. I think we're going to try to go to him. Sweet, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. Hey, I'll be your um, I'll be your security guard. I'll, I'll be good. the only five eight, two hundred and forty pound security guard. You know, but hey, um, I actually brought y'all some goodies. Okay, um, you did. Yeah, there's a little uh, right down here. there's a little gift box over here now. I'm, I'm kind of up in my game. Um, I brought y'all a baseball from FanFest. Okay, sweet. Okay, it's got a little FanFest logo, so you can get that to one of the kids. I brought stickers. a bunch of stickers. Oh, sweet. H-Town Wheelhouse. It's locked on Astros. I brought some... Are these Pogs? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pogs. Bands. These gifts brought to you by the 90s. No, they're actually little... Uh, they're just little random buttons I got on Sticker Mule, some like some some oh, shameless cool. plugs of H-Town Wheelhouse. Give it to the kids. You yeah. know, give it to the neighbor's oh, kids or, or, hey, put them on your hat. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I you wish know? I had thought about it. I need to, I'll send you a t-shirt. Cool. One of our podcast shirts. I awesome. I to grab one. I would love that. Dude, these are sweet, man. Thank you. Yeah, so I figured, you know, I would just, just a little token of our appreciation for cross-promoting, and I'll, I'll definitely say something um, on the show tonight um, because, you know, hopefully the Astros will beat the Tigers in yeah. the second game of the series, and... Man, last night was. Those are the like, you're with six hits and nine with nine hits and six runs. You're supposed to win those games. Yeah, but you know, I told everybody that this year is going to be different. It's not going to be 2022 is an anomaly. No injuries. Relief pitching was perfect. Was record breaking. The came pitchers. in the first one of his first games yeah. and he had struggled. Uh, he was yanking at his arm. You notice that? Yeah, and so so I wasn't watching the game because I was there. Okay, and um, I uh, I heard Roger Clemens talking about it, and you know what I've noticed because podcasting, I don't go to as many games as I would like to, 
because if I've got to talk about the game after and I go to the game, I miss a ton of detail. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bet. And what's funny is people call you out. Like, I love our fans. I love our listeners. But sometimes it's like, dude, like, I don't know at all. Yeah. They're like, how could you miss that? I'm like, I was there at the game. Yeah, but you were there. And it's so hype. It's so funny how hypercritical people can be. I think I think they mean well yeah. for the most part. Yeah, but man, baseball fans are diehard oh. fans, dude. And so they baseball can... savants are the worst. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> they annoy the hell out of me. Like <laughs> like I get that you're smart and you and you talk about the nineteen degree drop of a curveball and it spins two two thousand four hundred and eighty yeah, revolutions and there, all dude. that stuff. Right? So it's like baseball's supposed to be fun, but what they're doing to baseball now is terrible what do you think about the pitch clock oh i hate it it's crap it's like like you know the padres you know manny machado was up at bat he got ejected he he called timeout and then they and then they struck him out because he got a third strike he was taking too long i'm like did he not put his hand up fast enough they ejected him from the game yeah they threw him out because he was because he was arguing balls and strikes no he was arguing the and you know who it was? Oh gosh, what the guy? What's the guy's name? Ron Coppola. Oh yeah. Like I think this dude's in the mafia. Oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, all, he's dirty. He's pretty. They're hated. all in the mafia. Dude, so, I met. I hold on. I met one of the commissioners for AAA, one of the umpires, and this dude had like some random nugget ring on his pinky, and he's like, yeah, he's like, I went to this, uh, I went to this barbecue place. They got some nice broads over there. I'm like broads. <laughs> I thought I only said that. I think you. I think you meant brats. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But but he because he told me how he umpired with Joe West and all this yeah. stuff, and he hated replay and he hated challenges. I'm sure the umpires, guys don't. They want. They don't want to be told they're wrong. Well, they love the rules now because they have more control. They just. I know, but them guys do not want. I mean, even do we? We have kids in select baseball yeah and dude ain't nothing worse even them they'll, they'll interject themselves in the game at this age like dude what the hell like mm-hmm. it's bad dude they got some power trip freaking umpires have, have you ever have you ever been ejected from a from a little league game no i, I really don't i don't care as much i i was not ejected by a umpire by any means but i was did. i was asked to get out of the parent area See, I was ejected uh, two years ago, and I actually after I got ejected, I called my dad. I said, "Dad, I finally got ejected." He said, "I'm proud of you, son." And it was this finally uh, proud of you. Well, yeah, finally after all these years, it only took 46 years. It took so long. Jesus, Dad, what is your problem? Like, come on, take a chance with Chancey, right? Yeah. Um, but so I'd say this real quick, if you don't mind. This umpire, and I had found out he had other. He had been. He had been he had tossed like three other coaches that year. Yeah, I think after he tossed me, I think he got removed from our league. So this dude was on a power trip, and he had ended two innings in a row on controversial plays. One where the first baseman of the other team dropped the ball, called our guy out. Another one where a guy was tagged. He said he was tagged out. He was clearly back to the base. But both of those killed rallies in that inning. We ended up losing that game by like one run. Yeah, and when the second one was done in a row. And when I threw my arms up, I hit my hat. So I think he thought I threw my hat. <laughs> and I go, I go, what are you doing? You're ruining the game. And he goes, you're out of here. I'm like, what? And and so I was so furious. I was like, okay, don't cuss. Don't say anything because my son was watching. I was watching. I started to walk out the field, and I turned around and said, no, I'm going to get the final word. 
And I said, let me just know. I was like, I just want you to know this, that every that everybody in the stands knows what you know, that when you wake up in the mirror, you look at yourself and you say, I'm an incompetent umpire. And I walked off You should have the base, too. <laughs> well, <laughs> I might have gotten an assault charge these days. Yeah. That. yeah. But yeah, it yeah. was so then. So the next game, I couldn't be at the field. So you know what I did? I parked in the umpire parking spot right and left field or right and right field and watched the game. Technically wasn't supposed to be there, but yeah. I was like, I was parking your parking spot, dude. Yeah, that was that was fun. <laughs> I, I would say, I mean, it's kind of common nowadays to see parents and coaches ejected and oh, select baseball. Parents can be the worst. You know, it, they are. They are the worst. I have nothing to do. My son plays baseball. So, you know, he does the select thing. Um, I've grown to just – be there for them and not get involved with the he said she said blah 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 you know it's just there's there's so much dynamic to kids baseball now that it does take it away for some of the fans oh no it does their child um that's crazy so the best parent i ever saw the best example craig biggio yeah craig, craig biggio came to our gym when i was in pearland um, it was like this big Pearland used to put on this huge, like volleyball tournament. It's not as big as it used to be, but this one year, 88 teams, St. Agnes was there. Yeah. Biggio's daughter was a senior libero. And my friend goes, dude, Biggio's up in the stands. So of course, you know, we all got a picture with them, you know, oh, yeah. got him sign a baseball was in my room, you know, stuff like he, he was real nice, but he never said a word. He never clapped when his daughter was done playing. He gave her a thumbs up, went out to his car. When the next game came in, came in, sat down. He was the least active parent in the stands. And I'm like, that dude gets it. He's also played at the highest level. Yeah. He yeah. gets it. Yeah. I and, haven't played and he, he doesn't understand volleyball either, though, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah. where's the foul line? <laughs> yeah. Like, Libero. Where's, where, <laughs> where? Libero, is that a font? Yeah, I didn't see George Strait sing yet. <laughs> so who, who's your favorite Astro of all time, man? My favorite Astro all time has become Jose Altuve. Altuve, just uh, just the way he plays the game, his just his story, um, the kind of person he is off the field too. Just it's hard not to love that guy. Um, we've actually met him a couple times. My son got to take the field with him as an Astro buddy one time, and just the interactions we've had with him. But all time before that, um, I think growing up, it 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 had to be it had to be Jose Cruz. Yeah. Just just because. Jose Cruz was the guy that I couldn't figure out for five years why they were booing my favorite player. Say Cruz. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, you know, I got to learn how to catch a foul, to catch a ball in the outfield during an Astros Buddies baseball clinic at the Astrodome, you know? Yeah. Jose Cruz taught me. He wasn't talking to anybody <laughs> else but me. Yeah. You know, and just just watching him play and, and hit home runs in the Astrodome. To hit home runs in the Astrodome was, big, was, was, a, was a task. It's a yeah. big spot, man. You know, when I this is coming to think of when I was a little kid and <clears throat> there was like this child rumor going on, like I, I don't think it's true to this day, but somebody said that Nolan Ryan was doing batting practice and hit, hit a ball into the ceiling and put a hole in the ceiling of the Astrodome. Interesting. I swear I believed that for like 10 years. Really? And I, no one's confirmed or denied it. I need to find out. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is, like, I don't know if you guys do garage sales. Do yeah. you do garage sales? Nah, no. See, I don't, like, I hate garage sales so much, I don't even have them anymore. I right? do donations. We did, we did a garage <laughs> sale one time, and I'm not lying, uh, three cars pulled up, 10 people got out, and by the time they left, half our stuff was gone. 
for half of what you asked for. They no, they <laughs> took it. No, they didn't even pay. I'm like, where's this? I'm like, <laughs> they, took they robbed us <laughs> oh. in broad daylight. Yeah. So I hate I hate garage sales. But my friend's mom said, "Well, I was excited to give you this bat, but I didn't I didn't realize it was broken." And we're like, "You bought a broken bat?" She goes, "Yes," and she handed it to my friend and I. It's this massive bat with pine tar all over it, with athletic tape, and on the end of the bat, Jose Cheo Cruz. No kidding. A game use. Game Jose, bat. She paid $2 for it in a garage sale, and he what? still has it to this day. Dang. That's yeah. pretty sweet. She still has it to this day? No, he still has oh, it. Oh, yeah. Okay. But she was like, I was going to have you use it in the game, and it was so heavy. Hey, so I, I told the story to the Bregman. Uh, I had him. He sent me a silent auction gift for a... Uh, I was doing a dance with the star scene here in League City. Okay. And I asked him for a silent auction gift. He's like, hey, man, he he's like, oh, yeah. Like, dude, you overnight, he had his manager overnight me something. And my wife called. She goes, man, I got this dirty bat from Bregman. I was like, freaking game, game you autograph bat he wow. sent to me to get for the auction. So you're like, they're like, so where's your auction item? Uh, <laughs> yeah. he, he never sent it. Dude, never shipped it. <laughs> yeah. <it> was, <laughs> As no, it sits dude, behind he, you. It was super cool, man. Yeah. That he, is cool. He was cool. He was, he was cool to get on. Uh, it was one thing that we, ever since we kind of started the podcast, I was like, we're going to get Bregman on here. And yeah. we've been talking about it. And then I showed you that video. I caught that home run ball of yes. his. And so that's why I, he commented on it because uh, we follow each other. So then I messaged him about it. He was, yeah, I'll do it in the off season. I was like, okay. So we're like, we're going to do it. Very and, cool. And then uh, he stuck to his word, man. And so it was, it was cool, man. We just, the timing, if, he, dude, if they didn't win the World Series, I would have probably been got him in person. Right. But being they won the World Series, that run was longer. Dude, they were all, I mean, they were everywhere. Well, yeah, they so get, they like, get so, scheduled. So I, let I him, can imagine I let him the just, I was like, man, I didn't want to bother him. So once it got getting closer to spring training, I hit him up. And he's like, hey, let's do middle of February. And dude, literally the day before he was going to the NBA weekend and going straight wow. to spring training from, yeah. from Utah or whatever. So, uh, so we saw him play. So we had moved out to Louisiana um, for two years. We lived in Zachary. Yep. And so we were like, hey, let's hit up an LSU baseball game at Alex Box Stadium. I got they, friends in Zachary. They had just built it. And here comes this kid out of the dugout, Alex Bregman. And I'm like, this kid's good. Number eight. We watched him for two years. Him, um, Aaron Nola, yep. um, several uh, Jacoby Jones, several other guys yeah, that, a stud. that made to the majors. Jacoby Jones, the receiver for the Texans? Not, no, not okay. the guy that okay. – no, Just not that sure. guy. <laughs> a guy that I don't, I don't think he plays anymore, no. does he? Yeah, he, I mean, he had, a, he had a short career, but look. He was a stud. He was, he, was, he was a stud there. But it was so cool because driving back, my son and I were like, man, it would be really cool if they drafted Alex Bregman. And what do they do right after that? Yeah. They drafted Alex Bregman. That was so cool. Yeah. High, and he fast-tracked through all Oh, of... man, he was like a lightning bolt, man. That's the cool thing, I think, about the draft now. And, uh, like, I got a, one of my best friends that he was talking about earlier, the placebo. He he was a first-round draft pick in 05 out of McNeese to the okay. Marlins. Did seven years of journeyman, you know, between double-A, high-A, triple-A, never made it to the show. But nowadays, high draft picks, they – they get them on the field quicker. They do, which is which is good because the fans get hyped up about them, and so they've you've seen that more. I mean, Bregman was one of them. Shoot, he got there, he got the show quick. I mean, plus he was freaking incredible. Yeah, he's well, all know, right. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Can't believe you don't have a gold. Glo- <laughs> I can't believe you don't have a gold glove yet. That's what's wild. Well, you know, he may be a victim of just the people that he's playing with right now, and yeah. I think I think sometimes too. 
that if you're in the conversation or if you're in the top five of voting, that's still a nod. Yeah, it's not the award, and that's what the player wants. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you were to say, okay, I, I need you to give me the best defensive third baseman, the guy that's got a solid bat that can be clutch, I, I think most people would go Alex Bregman just because of who he is. Because he transitioned from short to mm-hmm. third because yeah. of Correa. And someone's like, well, we need to move him back at short whenever Correa left. And I was like, no, he's. I think his size, his, 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 he's only, what, six, six, a little over six foot. I think third base and his size, I think it's a perfect spot and for him. He's, but he's developed this ability oh, he's, to anything that's hit soft. You're like, oh, he's just going to barehand that and throw it over. Yeah. Like, and it's even the other perfect. day, that, he, he bobbled a ball did. and he still got it to the first baseman. Yeah. And I'm like, well, how does he do this? Yeah. It, was like that, it was like the first opening night when he, uh, they hit that ball and he shot it home. Yeah. Like cross body. I love, th- I, oh, dude, dude. It's so I pretty love when Bregman <laughs> throws someone out at home. It's so funny. Dodgers fans remember that. Dude, yeah. he, uh, yeah, dude. He, I, Yankees I, fans. I didn't even think about. He's by far my favorite. You know, his, him not getting a gold glove. I mean, he's on a field with a bunch of people that. Mikhail Tucker got one this year. I'm not saying take away from them, but if you're going to pick out a team, you look at the history of gold gloves, you pick out a team, a lot of times they're around, they they make themselves a bright spot on the field because of how good they are and, and the level that everybody else is playing to. With the Astros, that's hard to do. You got a whole bunch of people playing really well. Exactly. Yeah, the infield, the infield's gold glove worthy. They're all around. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, even I don't know if Abreu's that yet, but uh, I well, mean, he's good. Well, you know, Abreu, you know, he came in. He's like a three eleven lifetime with runners in scoring position. You know, he's he he he's just he is he is a hitter. He is a professional hitter. He's he's a muscled up version of Michael Brantley. Yeah. And he's got oppo power. Brandon's got this pure swing though. No, so. he's got no, a pretty he swing. In, he does pretty swing in the league. But you know, what's up with him? Um, I, I I believe he will he will be back probably in a couple weeks. If we're talking right now on the fourth, I would think by the last few days of April, we should see him introduced. Now I don't know if they're going to rehab start him in AAA before they bring him, or if they're just going to bring him straight up. Because I don't know. How much work they're gonna? Because he's at he's on the minor league fields right now in West Palm. I think he might be running some simulated type game situations. Okay. And then I just heard uh, Lance McCullers uh, was throwing at ninety feet already. They said he's ahead of schedule. But my thing is, don't rush McCullers. Yeah, because he just we've been is, on that road long enough. He's just. I love. I, I like McCullers a lot, but I love his attitude. Bury him in the H. I'm all about that. But gosh, if he could just stay healthy. I know. Dude's got a filthy curve. He does. Ask Cody Bellinger. Yeah. <laughs> Dodgers fans. I keep throwing that out there. I mean, you know, the, the Dodgers are great when it's a 60-win season. I mean, 60-game season. Yeah, they, can they, win they, title, did good. they did good in the 2020. They, they, you know, they like to remind you every year that uh, we cheated. Exactly. Well, what, you know. What are your thoughts on all that, man? That was a that was a crazy uh, that was a crazy time. I mean, so, so booed, even last year getting booed in every – Stadium, you know? Well, you know, I remember when it first came out, I didn't believe it. And I don't think anybody really believed it. Then Tony Adams, a guy in Houston that, like, the retired guy that, like, did all the research of all the banks and stuff. Because, like I said, I interviewed John Boy before I got with Locked On Astros. I've actually had him on. We've had him on Locked On, I think, once or twice. And, man, people were like, why didn't you give him more help? Why didn't you? I'm like, because I'm a professional. I don't like asking my podcast and treat you like a jerk. Yeah. But the more that I've learned about that era – I just say, why did they 
do that? Why did they do what they did with the team that they had? Yeah, they're stacked. Yeah. Because, look, 17, and I'm not like this, oh, because we have the hurricane, we deserve we deserve a world title. But that hurricane produced for this for us as a city mm-hmm. and as a community. That brought people together. A team that put yeah. us on their back. Yeah. And even during the World Series or during the playoffs, other teams were actually willing to come out and help the Astros. I think when the Mets were in town at one point, they like went out and did community work. And so that's cool. it was a really neat thing. So I think that's why 17 for me is personal because it was our first title. And if you look into the research, it was a zero-sum game because I think they were 10 and 11 where there were trash can bangs. And they're actually, I think their road batting average was actually higher than the regular season. They were significantly higher. They had better. So say what you want because my this is my problem. When it just becomes about the Astros and only because they won the title and you negate and say you're okay with everybody else cheating, don't give me the false like outrage like the astros ruined baseball Uh, no the white Sox started that 1908 like it was over 100 years in the past and rob manford ruined baseball if i'm not mistaken didn't the didn't boston get in trouble for the same thing that boston yeah oh yeah and then well and then the next year look here's the magic formula beat boston beat new york beat la there you're gonna piss somebody off yeah and I think if the Astros had lost, I don't think you hear the outcry. I think. You know, we didn't get to boo him in 2020. Like, like, what is wrong with our society? Like, I didn't get to tell you my disdain for you. I know. Like, I'm sorry, Karen. I didn't ask your opinion. <laughs> yeah. They're baseball Karens, basically. Yeah. No offense. If you're a baseball Karen, I'm sorry. But, like, if you're literally buying tickets to go boo a team. Yeah, it's sad. Like, you've got to find something else. That's just, that's just as bad as being a troll on the internet. I mean, it's like. Yeah, I mean... That's, like, that's a lot of energy, like, to waste. <laughs> exactly. And, and, you know, I responded one time to a negative comment. Um, I actually did the whole Instagram where it was, like, behind me. But I, like, turned it into a positive. And I had a friend from high school, like, randomly text me. He's like, dude, we need to talk now. And I'm like, okay. So I call him. I'm like, what's what's up? He's like, if I ever see that crap again... I was like, what? I was like, what? You don't ever make excuses. Or he goes, don't... Don't highlight the negative. I go, what are you talking about? I saw that bull crap on Instagram. He was like, you totally gave that person what they wanted. And he like, he was basically encouraging me like, dude, people are listening. People are listening and, and are actually commenting. So they're actually giving you views and they're actually promoting you. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, let them promote you. Even if it's bad, who cares what yeah, they say? Hey, man. Yep. So now I'm just like, like, Ooh, that's brutal, but bring it. Like, come yeah. on. I always say, no, thank you. I love the people that used to, <laughs> They give me shit. You find it. You find it's funny that the people that are, you know, they trolling maybe or you know say stupid things. They're there every week. They are. It's like thank you for being there every week to listen and to troll while we make money. So (laughs) so I had this guy uh, second game of the season or third game. I said something about how Dusty had put two lefties up. For whatever reason, I said Yonder Diaz was a lefty. Didn't even didn't even realize it. This There's this one dude on Twitter that he will comment maybe every 20th show, and it's always something he hears wrong. So I'm like, hey, thanks. Um, I appreciate it. I can always count on you. And then he goes, well, if I was putting a message out to thousands of people daily, I would want someone to tell me, 
when I messed up. And I'm like, yeah, I think a DM would be a little bit better way to approach this, but you know, you, you do you. Um, but I was like, so I actually went back and I scrubbed that from the audio. And I mean, it's on the internet. You can see it on YouTube, but you know, you're going to do that when you do, we've got a thousand shows under our belt. I mean, if I went back and logged all the mistakes I made, you know, like, yeah. come on, dude, like you're going to make them like, you know, and yeah, you know, I was like, look, I appreciate it, but like, there's there's more constructive ways than to blast me on the freaking TL, dude. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. just in in thirty two in thirty two episode thirty seven episodes we've had, I said Seal's face was messed up from a fire. It's not. It's actually from lupus. <laughs> oh my god! I got, was I was wrong. We had all kinds of people tell us he was wrong. <laughs> I mean, I was wrong, but you know what? I learned. I was redirected. Wait, hold on. Was there a story? Did you have like a he saved somebody from? The- I don't, you know, there wasn't a story. I think it was Grace Fire. You thought I, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even remember what the I don't, context, even know. I don't remember what the context was. But Seal had lupus. Okay, and I'm sorry. For- wow, man. Oh god, this so, canceled moment brought to you by. So, yeah. yeah. So what uh, what have you? So what, what's your typical runtime for your episodes? So. We try to go thirty minutes. Okay. Um, we like we. It's just like a 30. quick highlight, high level recap of the game. Yeah, it, it is. It is really like after games, it's recap. If it's in between games, we talk about who you know matchups coming up, pitchers versus hitters. If there's any new Astros news, if there's any like, we don't get a ton of minor league stuff on our show, but if there's something significant happening, you, we will highlight that. And do so. you get any insider info, or that's just you got to pull data from the internet? Like so, else would? so I I actually pulled data from um, from MLB. Um, I, I I have access to MLB press box, so I get I get the I get the press box notes. Okay, and I'll share those on the air. Sometimes I'll tweet them out. Sometimes I try to tweet them out before the beat writers to see if they catch it. <laughs> and like some days I'll just pump them out there and they'll be like, I don't, I don't, I don't think tags or anybody's like, Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much a, I'm pretty much just a podcaster. Okay. I've, yeah. I've been kind of put in my place. Like you're a podcaster. You're not, you're not media. Right. So whatever. Um, yeah, I'm a teacher by day and I rock whatever podcast. Karen. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> but so I do, I do talk to people from time to time who 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 know things but if if i ever find information out that's not necessarily public information i don't i don't share it because um i have i have you know people from time to time that will share stuff with me in confidence just so i can know the situation mm-hmm. but i've never been in that kind of situation where you know per the astros or per sources i don't typically i'm, I'm not like a jeff passan or you know Chandler Roman, these these guys, McTaggart, they hear stuff. I mean, they've got agents' numbers. They talk to them. That's not really our place. Our place is to be your local expert. So instead of going and reading the athletic article, instead of going and reading McTaggart's article and Rome's article, and McTaggart and Rome put out great articles, so I'm not slamming the articles, but instead of having to go do all that stuff, you can come to our show in 30 minutes you could do, yeah. and get all the pertinent information. And we try to hit all the important stuff. We don't we don't always get everything, but um, it's a limited time. They really want to stay with that time frame, and it's tough. Like tonight's show, we have three live reads. So now my show time is really reduced to really 22 minutes. So now I've got to be real precise. So who, who are your sponsors right now? Right now, we 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 just brought on eBay, um, eBay Motors as a national sponsor. Uh, 
there's there's another one there's gosh you, you would you would quiz me on this um we do built bar like every day we talk about Those are good. bars yeah actually i actually, I actually like bars their, are good. i actually like their their uh, their bars so so we do built bar um we do game time i, I just used the discount code yeah. locked, locked on mlb got 20 dollars yeah. off took my son to the Final four semifinal game surprised him oh, the other sweet, day. Man. That was cool. How old is your son? He's fourteen. Okay. Um, he's he he plays basketball and he had played two games and he had just got out of the shower and I and I just decided I was like I'm going to take him to the final four and I said you can't go to the final four in your in your plaid pajama pants. He goes what? I go get your Jordans on. Let's go. He goes where are we going? I said we're going to NRG to watch the basketball games. Really? He goes it just started. <laughs> I'm like we'll get there by halftime. So we got to see the buzzer beater in the oh, first game, awesome. and we saw Miami. Oh, that's my the San Diego State game? Yeah. yeah. And then Miami got trounced by the eventual champion, UConn. But, you know, to get back to what you're saying, sponsors, what's cool is we get local sponsors too. So right now okay. I'm working on some some pretty cool local sponsors. Um, we've we've been sponsored by Hooters. Uh, we've been sponsored by Hooters. Belching Beaver. We've oh, been sponsored restaurant. by uh, – yeah. We've been uh, sponsored by Simple Seats. Yep, Who, I, I, I refer to a lot of people. I, I use those for most. If I'm if I've got to buy tickets, I'll use Simple Seats. So, but for, see, for local stuff. So I found out though, Simple Seats is it's kind of I think it's kind of going away really? because I I try to reach out for them for a second sponsorship, but right now I'm working on the most famous Houston craft brewery in Carbach. Nice. We're, we're trying to work out a deal with them, and uh, we got to get there first. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, I'm kidding. I'll tell them that do not talk to these guys. They yeah. have the same last, the same name in the podcast. Yeah, they do. Dale, not Dale. <laughs> and I don't get it because one of them's named Vaughn. I yeah couldn't explain that one to you. Yeah, man. Just uh, I love the Dale, not Dale because honestly, at first I was like Dale, not Dale, but his name's Vaughn. Yeah. Oh, not Dale. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah, there's a long there's a long story to it. I, I was tired of being called Dale, so I'm like, I just tell everybody I'm I'm not Dale. Because yeah. you know, we, we resembled each other. People they like that's how that's how we met through some yeah. mutual friends. It was like, man, y'all resemble each other. Okay. And so that was kind of the thing people would kind of look alike, but I work Dale? out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, things like that. He swole. Exactly. Look, even Magnus shake his head. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, I tell people growing up I wanted to be six foot five, two fifty. I got to the six foot. I I didn't get to the six foot five, but I got to the two fifty. There you so, go. Look, sometimes hey, you got to meet one goal. Silver lining. That's right. That's yeah. So so full. you're by day you're a teacher. Yes. How yes. long have you been teaching? Uh, this is my, I think my fifteenth year teaching in the classroom. Okay. So How I was teach a, history. I teach Texas history. This oh, is my Texas. tenth year teaching Texas history. Yes. Except for Louisiana, so I need to probably get schooled on some Texas history. Well, let me tell you, Texas history is American history. So if, if you love America, you love Texas. Yeah. Vice versa. So Hell yeah. Yeah. I consider myself shit. a Texan American. There you go. So, you know. Yeah. You know, when I was young and I was taking Texas history, uh, so I went was to your s- teacher. Oh no. Oh. Yeah. I'm not that old, bro. Come <laughs> on. Jeez, I went. Louise. I went to college. <laughs> I went to college at Oklahoma State. So. My life was in Texas. I didn't think anything outside the box. Right. It wasn't until I got to college. He thought Oklahoma State was in Texas. <laughs> Pretty much. No, it wasn't until I got to college when I realized, oh, my gosh, Texas history is only taught in Texas. <laughs> it is. So, like, when I went to Louisiana, I actually taught there for, like, a year. I'm from Louisiana. 
So I was like, do y'all have like Louisiana history? They're like, we well, they were like, we learned about gumbo in fourth grade. I'm like, what? No, Louisiana history. I'm not even lying. Louisiana history was eighth grade. That was my favorite class. Okay. We had a guy. And if you got trouble there, you had to write declaration. I've read the declaration of independence like six times in my eighth grade year. Really? Yeah. Wow. It sucks. Does it talk about Napoleon in there and stuff like that? I don't remember. I was freaking just re- rewriting it. You're like, I mean, Cafe I, Du Monde, is that like... I could see like uh, like Louisiana history, like that being fulfilled. What if you live in North Dakota? I mean, th- how much history has happened in North Dakota? Oh, man. I mean, it would be uh, it would be Indian American... Or, you would you would have a lot of probably really cool like Plains Indian stories. I don't know. I don't know if there's. I mean, there's. I know there's a ton of legend in Texas about that. I mean, yeah. You know, but um, a little uh, a little fun fact here. Um, when uh, when Sam Houston and and the Texas Army um, stormed the battlefield at San Jacinto and Santa Ana surrendered. Sam Houston did want Santa Ana to go back to Mexico and say Texas is independent, but the real reason why he didn't kill Santa Ana is they were both Masons. Oh, really? Yep. It's against Masonic order. You can't kill another Mason. It's like they're you're in a fraternity. Like, now they were both in different arms. Like there's a Scottish arm and something. Like I, I don't know much about it, but but they were still both Masons, and so um, yeah. So it saved his life. They saved his life, but I mean, you know, gosh, gosh. Santa Ana was a mess. His most famous quote was, if I were God, I would wish to be more. Wow. I love that. Bastard. I mean, really and truly, <laughs> that guy, that, that guy's got goals. Vaughn sings yeah. that song by, uh, who was Alanis that? Morissette? No. no um, Jewel? Was it Jewel? No, it was, uh, golly. Joan. Joan Osborne. John Osborne. He sings, what if Vaughn was one of us instead of God? <laughs> I, I think it's beautiful. What if Vaughn? What if Vaughn was one of us? And everybody like looks at you'd think most Just people look at... Just a slob like all of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's the, yeah. the perfect... He, he always forgets that next lyric, but... <laughs> but here's the thing. Everybody doesn't look at me and start laughing when I sing that. They're like... You know he's right. What if he? What if Vaughn really was one of us, a slob, <laughs> like one of us? <laughs> Luckily, he's not. So, are you real OCD about stuff? No. Okay. No. Okay. No, no, no. Yes. He is. He's very particular. He don't uh, like noise or kids. Noise. Or weights. Uh, or weights. <laughs> yeah, he don't like to wait. What? Yeah. I mean, I don't like weights, as in real weight. And oh, I also that, don't yeah. like wait to wait in line. Oh, okay. Yeah, me neither. My brain's always a thousand miles. So an hour. are you like it? So are you like it? If if you take if you take everybody to Disney, you're like we are getting fast passes for everything. We would get fast passes for everything. As a matter of fact, if I had to go to that godforsaken place again, <laughs> um, I would actually have a chauffeur and forget the fast passes. I want to go in the handicap spot so that I can cut in front of everybody. Wow. Um, yeah, wow. no, that place is... You would, you would have like a medical card. I, I would. So, you can't use the one for the ferry, dude. It's not the same. Dude, I will. Yeah, so, so um, yeah, it's... <laughs> we went... Oh, gosh, it was 20, 2016, 2017, I think, when we, when we went to Disney. And I used to go a lot growing up because I'm originally from Florida. So we'd go back and visit family. And so every summer we'd go to Disney. That was kind of just a thing. Now it, that's that's not a thing because it's so expensive now. Even for Florida residents, the price is through the roof. It's predatory. I mean, it's but crazy. it is like 
it's just there's so many people. Yeah. They're like ride six hour wait. I'm like, there's no way. What? That's half my day. Yeah. To ride one ride. That's dumb. My biggest my biggest complaint about we could go off on this so so long. Um, Part three. My biggest complaint with Disney and the attraction of it uh, is the predatory price practice. Can't stand it. Okay. Number two, which is probably even more important than number one, is there are a hundred thousand parents, and only about twenty thousand of them parent. They let their kids oh, run yes. around, and they let their <laughs> let kids, the kids have fun, yeah. dude. No, no, not at my expense. Not at my family's but expense. But see, that's when Winnie the Pooh needs to step it up and be like, listen. <laughs> like, he needs to talk to him. Like, that. that's what you do. You just have the characters start talking freak the kids out. So I have a friend. His his nephew went to went to Disney. Um, he was there. It was like his brother, his sister. His nephew was nine. And his nephew started tugging at his dad's shirt. And he goes, Dad, look who it is. They look over. It was The Rock. Oh, shit. And he was like, go talk to him. It was his favorite wrestler. And he said he walked up to him, and he tugged on his shirt, and he turned around, and he looked at the kid, and he goes, hey, what's your name? And he started to say his name, and he goes, it doesn't matter it what doesn't your name ma- is. <laughs> and The Rock, they said he dropped on the ground laughing and stuff. And so they t- got to talk to him. And he said, you would be, because he was like, I bet you get bugged all the time. He goes, no. People are scared. He goes, people are scared of me. Yeah. They he's, think he's I'm like this monster, mean he's huge. guy, right? He goes, I'm like the nicest dude in the world. He seems like a super genuine guy. I follow he him does. On social but media. he said the fact that this nine-year-old had yeah. no clue. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, I was like, did he add the candy ass part? Yeah. <laughs> Jabroni. Yeah. Dude, I love The Rock. Dude, I used to be, man, I was like. My high school years was like the best time of wrestling, too. I was, I, I was big into it. Me I, and my buddies. I never got into it. Oh, dude. So when it. I was growing up, we had American Gladiator. Oh, yep. And I, we would set I up American that. Gladiator in, we, we had Nerf guns, and we would set up targets. We had a friend that had a spiral staircase. and The blaster. Oh, I, yeah. I might be ha- we, I've got a connection Uh-oh. to Michael Hearn. Oh, the Titan? Remember the yeah. Game? So to get on the podcast. So I'm hoping we'll get Is he him. coming here? Like No, in, I wish. Oh. I don't know if he's in Texas or not, but dude, that'd be awesome. Dude. I just want to see how big that some bitch is in person. Oh, because well, how old is he now? He's probably fifty. He's okay. like he says he's all natural. Hey, uh, he goes by all natty, but dude, he is a freak, dude. He is, dude. He's guys, still an animal, dude. Guys that guys that are buff like that and natural, that takes incredible dedication. Yeah, yeah, because and good jokes. You know, yeah. We just need to get rid of the natural thing. No, nobody's natural anymore these days. I mean, I mean, you you saw me when I walked in. You're like, you're Good natural. God, this guy's built. I was like, like a, dude, like the Rock of Gibraltar. Right? I was like, what is he on? I, I thought you. Were, <laughs> I thought you were. I thought you were Jerome Bettis when you walked in. <laughs> <laughs> the, the nothing ho hos and diet coke can't the, cure, baby. The huge, <laughs> you swole and man, I know. Well, I was swollen the wrong. See, I'm not in basketball shape. I'm in the shape of a basketball right now. There but I go. have currently lost 12 pounds. Nice. Good job. So I'm working my way down to my uh, pre-33 weight. That's what I call it. I want to be. I want to be like I was when I, I want to be 31 again. Yeah, that's just the age I picked. Good age. 30, 31 was a 31 was a, was a good year. I don't remember what happened, but it was it, it was apparently good because I was at a good weight. You know, you were teaching No, I was a youth pastor then. Youth we pastor. we get a lot of youth pastors. Dude, so, I was a, so, I was a youth pastor in my former life. So our uh, our 
sponsor, our main sponsor for the show, Good Ranchers. Yeah. Ben and uh, Jermaine. Well, Ben was a, a worship pastor okay. for Grace Church, that huge mega yeah. church off 45. Okay. Yeah. So and hey, Good Ranchers, speaking of that, when I was listening to, to one of y'all's episodes, I was like, hey, I eat Good Ranchers. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. And y'all didn't pay me to say that. I mean, I was planning on saying that before I even came in here. Didn't even and, tell you. And yeah. as a reward, we're going to give you a code to get $20 <laughs> off your next order. Nice. Oh, I <laughs> thought you were going to give me some free chicken or something, yeah. man. Actually, actually, <laughs> we'll talk. I've got some. I've got. I've got some stuff for you. Okay. Okay. Dude, they're uh, yeah, their food's been, been really good. But yeah, he he came from that world. That's cool. Uh, so it's just there's a lot of that. Uh, he was just doing the Brad Lee show, and it was funny. I don't know if but you know, teaching and being a youth pastor are two completely different worlds. Well, I bet. It's we could go down a psychopathic hole right oh, now. You can man. actually cuss being a youth pastor. You can't cuss at church at school. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, have you have you have you met the youth pastors? Have you met the youth pastors that I've been around? Um, some of those guys do cuss. Um, so what what is the uh, Vaughn's been wanting to have a teacher on? You're kind of a double whammy force. Okay. I, but I but I but there's so many questions that would just elongate everything. I, I my thing is I want to see the evolution of the child hmm. that we've had from the 90s to the 2000s to the 2020s. You want me to bring one? I, well, no. This is where, hold on, this is where Magnus cuts it to the next episode. <laughs> yeah, so, and that's and that's the thing. Yeah, so I want to have somebody on there to talk me through that. I, I, I could not imagine so being I a can, teacher right now. So, so I can tell you, like, the just, whole... Just, just, just... Yeah, go ahead. Real quick. Yeah. Pre-COVID, post-COVID, what's the biggest... Well hurdles and when i say this i say this because i don't know every kid's situation every parent's situation yeah we can generalize but i don't know what a lot of parents were doing in that time Mm -hmm. now of course i also don't know what stress they were under either yeah but i don't know that there was a whole lot of structure at home right because the kids that i have now you can tell they missed out on two years of that socialization of the school routine the structure yeah the structure yeah I, i mean look what I've learned because I have, when I was in the ministry, I've been to thir- I've been to um, developing countries, I've been to prisons, I've worked with gang members, I've worked with men in prison, I've worked with the richest kids, the poorest kids. They all desire the same two things: structure and love. Mm-hmm. They want they want you to know they want to know that you love them. They want they want you to give them give them structure. And we're seeing the re- the results of kids not having structure for two years, and they're not. They're developmentally behind. Okay. They act a lot more immature than they typically do really? at this age. And yeah. I teach 12 and 13-year-olds right now, 7th grade. Ugh, and so that's my daughter's 7th grade. It's been, it's been tough. Pre-COVID, you know, I really hit my stride. I, I really, um, you know, I've got a lot of students. I actually had a student that I saw was graduating from the, from the high school, from Pearland. She was a hostess at a restaurant we were at. And she goes, Coach Chancy. I was like, hey. So we started talking. Like, hey, Bella. We start talking. Hey, what are you doing? I'm about to go to Sam Houston State, and I'm going to major in um, in in criminology, and I want to go into FBI. I'm like, really? I'm like, what made you go into that? She goes, well, in seventh grade, I was in your Texas history class, and we learned about government and civics and being a responsible citizen. It made me start thinking about what could I do to make a difference? I was like, hold on. Like, I inspired you to do that? <laughs> yeah. She goes, yeah, and I was like, wow, like that really meant a lot, because I don't, I don't, I don't go to the classroom going, I'm going to change all these kids' lives. I'm just, I want to be genuine. I want to present the information in a way that's palatable to the child, 
and hopefully I make a connection with them where they do become better citizens, you yeah. know, once they come to my classroom. And that was very rewarding. And now it's just, it's a struggle because kids just aren't following the, the just the basic, you know, student-teacher relationship, respect, completing your work, bringing your supply. I mean, just the simple things that you and I and probably the people listening as children did, mm-hmm. students don't do anymore. Right. So we're having to teach kids to do stuff that they should have learned when they were six and seven years old. In general, do yeah. you think electronics for oh. American kids has helped or hurt them? Yeah, not to be political, but why do you think China limits the only the only thing that kids in China can see on TikTok are Educational, yeah. people being successful? And here they show us all the crap. Yeah, that's good stuff, though. You know, and yeah, it is so entertaining. God, yeah. I'm like, man, I love watching dumb people make mistakes. But um, I think that technology. Oh, all you all you have to do is you basically go study what the CEOs of the tech companies, what kind of schools they're putting their kids in. They're putting their kids in in schools that have no technology. That they're writing. Yeah that they're typing, they're doing all this. I mean, they're, they're using their hands Yeah. and technology is, is a necessary evil, but it's, I think it's, I think it's overused. Oh yeah. I oh, think the overuse is what, too. is what hurts the brain development. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause you, you, you don't have to think for yourself anymore. I mean, yeah. well, I don't think, I mean, I, I got a calculator in my hand if I need to do something easy or whatever, you know, you Google, you got a lot of information in your hand, but if you don't use it the right way, it can be detrimental to you. Yeah. It's, it can be good, it can be bad, but I think it's over. I think it's leaned on anything. Too much. I think it's a crutch. is bad for you. That's that's just right. What it it's is. it's an extra parent, you know. I mean, literally, there is, and I don't even know what this is called, but there is a a a Twitter handle that is an AI Twitter handle. You can become friends with this AI, and you can talk to it. You can call it, and it will re, it will have a conversation with you. I would love that. And it's and it's it, it's there. so like I was randomly asking it questions before I came over here. And I was like, so is AI just going to take over the world? No, we would like to think that we are here just to help people get through everyday life. And Stuart. I'm like, <laughs> and so I'm yeah. asking it questions. Are you tied to Russia? Yeah. What are you wearing? <laughs> what are you wearing right now? <laughs> Where would you like me to begin? Second date. Go. So what? Do you, so you're a coach. You say coach. So you coach as well? Are you student? Yeah. Now I'm not. So I'm kind of pseudo coaching my. So my son's on an AAU basketball team, and our coach, bless his heart, we got so many kids this year that he can't split himself between all the teams. So I've been I've been doing a lot of coaching of our freshman team. We got a real good freshman team. We're trying to prepare to take the boys to nationals for the first time. Um, I also coach girls basketball and volleyball when I do coach in school. I'm not, oh, I'm not coaching this year. I'm telling you, seventh dude, grade girls basketball is the funnest sport dude, to coach in the world. Okay, so our we're part of a Bayside Clear Falls, yeah, okay, uh, ISD, and uh, our seventh grade girls are ballers. They went undefeated, won the district. We beat, wow. we won the district by like forty something points. We were beating, they were like beating people sixty to three. They they Ooh. would play teams in the the first quarter. They wouldn't even get past the half court. Like they would trap them. They had to stop trapping after so long. Full court press, they just they couldn't do. They would it'd be forty to two in the first quarter. I was the coach. Wow. No, he wasn't. <laughs> but these girls are ballers, dude. They're like so my daughter plays seventh grade volleyball on the A team. So that was fun. Like, dude, that's just some exciting gameplay. So if I could, I know we've we've been going for a while, but I got a little story with that. Is good. that okay? Yeah. 
So I had a seventh grade B team one year, and our first four games, we only gave up eight points. Now, we didn't score a ton, but, man, we had hella defense. Like, it was amazing. We go to our fifth game of the year. We're playing Bonnet Junior High, which is a Deer Park school. And at halftime, we're down nine to two. And I'm furious. I'm like, we just gave up nine points in one half. We gave up eight points in the previous four games. So I stand over there. I'm just, I'm fuming. And the girls are like, what's wrong? I'm like, you, you tell me what's wrong. Look at that scoreboard. I'm not, I, I, I can't even look at it. I'm like, how many points do they have? They're like, nine. I say, how many points do we have? Two. I said, let me tell you something. We don't play Bonnet because it's easy. We play Bonnet because it's hard. And we don't come out here every day and bust our tail ends to come out here and get our tail ends whooped. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to go out there and you're going to score 10 points before they do. Because if you don't, you're going to go home and you're going to pray. And you're going to ask God to remove your legs. Because if you have legs in the morning, you're going to run so much. You're going to run so much that you will. your grandchildren will hear about the amount of running you did. So who is going to score 10 first? We are. We went out and beat him 27 to 9. That was your last coaching job too, right? <laughs> no. No. He's he's since it worked. He's, he's it since, worked. He's since him and been pray to God. Oh my gosh. And every shot that went up and almost went in, I was like, I'm gonna have to eat my words. We are gonna have to run a lot tomorrow. Yeah. I was probably gonna lose my job with the amount of running we did. But it worked. Now, I've been on the other end of that where it didn't work, but, man, it felt good. I mean, we were like, we crushed them, Coach. Everybody, like, uh, yeah, that's a big team win. So that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> I pulled out JFK. We don't play Bonnet because it's easy. We play Bonnet because <laughs> it's hard. <You> know? <laughs> Had nothing to do with going to the moon. You know, Neil Armstrong wasn't making a speech, but, yeah. So I treat every team and everything that I do with, with my all. I, I'm passionate about what I do no yeah. matter what it is. And so – I know one way to coach. That's fifth gear. I fight for my kids. Um, I don't argue with refs, but they know me, and I make my presence known. And I just do don't wear just wear your hat back so you don't knock it off and get ejected. Yeah, yeah. You know, in baseball, I might get ejected. But. So, so what's what's on the horizon for for locked on? And then you sent me a uh, you sent me an image earlier. Yeah. What's so, that about? so, so this summer, um, I'm I'm going to delve into some to a little side podcast. Okay. Since I have eight, since I'm H Town Wheelhouse, um, I'm gonna create a podcast called Beyond the Wheelhouse. And right now, I'm in the planning, like vision boarding stages of it, really trying to figure out what I want to do. I just want to do once a week, though. I can't do two daily podcasts. I, I don't get I'll how die. you can do it every day. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. That's ask a lot. <laughs> it is tough. So what what we have this year is. We are going to be doing several live events. Um, we, we've talked to Home Run Dugout out in Katy. That, I want to go um, check that place out. We'll be doing. And, hey, when we go out there, we'll invite you Let guys. Let us know, man. I'd, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd love to go. I see it on TikTok. We could bring our two boys. It'd be fun. Cool. And I, I may hit you up with the equipment, too, because uh, the guy we used to use doesn't do it anymore. So. Really? I mean, I've got a couple mics and a small board, but you guys got cooler mics. Anyways. Yeah, we got we, I mean, um, we got set up for we yeah. got set up for four people. Sweet. So, I and we... Dude, we wouldn't have you guys on. That would be like, you know, we give you little vittles and give you some extra, some free beer. Yep, there for you. Go. Yeah. Um, some free Sprite I, Zero. I can I don't do know. like, I no, can do like Diet Coke. Okay. Water. No, don't. Okay. He don't do a little Diet Coke. He excessively drinks Diet Coke. Okay. So no, zero or Diet Coke. Diet. Oh, really? It's yeah, gross. but it's not excessively. Okay. It's excessive. It's not. And that stuff bad for you, like saccharin. Dude, yeah. we. You know what? <laughs> he drinks a lot of. Next. He must have started drinking zero. I, Next I don't episode. Like Next episode, yeah. let's do it. So, anyways, to wrap it up, I I basically, literally post game stuff. 
we're going to try to get some players on through the year. I literally reach out to players by myself. Um, and, you know, I get most of our guests on. We'll have Robert Flores. I'm trying to get him back on from MLB Network. So we'll have some cool guests. And uh, hopefully our goal, our goal is to hit 3 million downloads this year. Last year we had 1.3 million. And the sky's the limit for our podcast this that year. That just so. for yours? For just for Locked on Astros. Oh, well. Yeah, we were the awesome, second. Man. I think we were the second. Second or we were second or third. It was us, Dodgers, and Mets are top three, and so I want to be number one. We're top ten in Taiwan. Hey, there's n- dude. That's awesome. It is. Yeah, the lady dude. boys love us. <laughs> 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 and they're getting all mad. We're like, <laughs> they're getting all mad. We're like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man. Hangover Two is one of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> Bangkok got him. <laughs> Hey, man, you know, hey, anywhere you can get listeners. I mean, seriously, I love it. I mean, hopefully we'll get more players on. Hopefully get Stanek back on. We've had Stanek on a couple times. Yeah, That dude's cool on the other side of the pillow. Baseball Jesus, I love him. Well, when you start your other one, I'll uh, maybe I'll hit a uh, – I'll see if I can get a Jeff Garlington for you. Yeah, the no, ESPN I mean, guy. no. He's, he's cool, man. And when I do that, I'll bring you guys on because it'll be, it'll be beyond the wheelhouse. So it, it'll be about just like baseball in general. Not not just the Astros. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like I said, yeah, I mean, uh, we love the Astros. It's crazy. I grew up with the biggest Braves fan from Louisiana. Yeah. Loved the Braves. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. We came here every time the Braves and Astros played. My dream as a kid was for them to play in the World Series, which wouldn't have happened until they switched to the Now, AL were West. you at the 18-inning game? No. When, when no, we no, beat no, the no. Braves? Okay. I wasn't. But, like I so said, my best friend was an Astros fan. I was a Braves fan. So, we always came uh, – and then when we moved here, I mean, Astros were good, one, but my son liked them. So we became there you go. We were Astros fans. They're fun to watch. I, I love them. Uh, then that year when the Astros and Braves played World Series was like, oh, was, I was at the game. I was at the closeout game when the Astros won it. I was at that game, like okay. six rows up right field behind Tucker. I mean, we had great seats. Wow. And uh, it's kind of bittersweet. You know, it's cool to see. Astros won it. I mean, it's, it's cool to see the Braves win it in person. Right. Uh, it sucked how it happened, but it's like either yeah. way, I was happy for for me as a kid. It was a great experience. See, see, we were at Game Two. My son and I, Eric, went to Game Six. He was like, "That game sucked. It was yeah. terrible." I'm like, "You should have gone to Game Two with us." <laughs> That's whenever uh, what's his name hit that freaking home run. I was still traveling. Oh yeah, so that home run landed right by my friend. My friend lives in those apartments, Paul. And that ball landed. He was at the game. Dude. His neighbor up top got it. He's the guy that got like seventy grand for the ball. Ripped that ball. Yeah. God, I was getting up, getting food, and I heard it hit. You could hear it. It was so loud. Oh yeah, when you yeah. It, it reminds me. Of he, he went, to, he went to the Marlins right after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man, it's it's been fun being an Astros fan. I'm sure it's that's yeah. a, you've, you've like I said you've had to definitely the last four years been. It a is good, a great yeah good this, time to be yeah Astros. Uh, aficionado it is yeah you know and i love it because i also do stuff for 103.7 the game in okay. louisiana every uh, tuesday morning i'm on there with rp3 and i also write some articles for them so that's cool have you met mattress mac yet i have met mattress mac i was actually i was actually invited to his birthday really yeah mm-hmm. i was on the list nice. you invited. didn't go i did go oh i hung out with them like me and mac and like 20 cakes like twenty, like twenty <laughs> massive. Where cakes. was his birthday party? It was at, it was at Gallery Furniture. Of course it was because he never so you don't leave. he's never not working. <laughs> well, I, I mean, he's always, like literally he's talking mid conversation. Okay, yeah, yeah, you can do that. He's like, oh, he wants us cry. Yeah, go ahead and give it to him. <laughs> like, 
He's approving credit deals. This guy didn't have God. That's okay. Just give it to him. Like, just give it to him. <laughs> just give it to him. Ah, man, that's crazy. He really does love his job. He does. He does. And he answers the phone when you call up. There. He gave me his business card because, and I haven't hit him up yet for sponsorship, but he's like, call me. And his business card says, you can never bother me. Dude, let's try. Call it. anytime. I think we should put that to the test. Let's call him right now. <laughs> oh, I, I do have it actually. Interesting. I wonder if he would answer. Uh, there's only one way to find out. We can do it live. I hope we're not bothering you. See <laughs> what he says. Are we bothering you? Yeah. What? Yes. <laughs> Mac, we're on a live, uh, we're on Mac, a live podcast here. Mac, where's my where's my recliner? <laughs> yeah. Mac, don't worry about the don't worry about the furniture. We need the funds. That's right. <laughs> Dude. That guy's uh he's an H Town legend for sure. Yeah, he, he is. is. He is. Well, who's, who's, so I guess before we close out, who, who's been the coolest person you met from from your gig that you like came across that you're like, oh my god, that was that was pretty cool. You know, it would it would probably have to. I mean, I guess you got to automatically go to the major league players. You know, yeah. um, you know, getting to getting to meet Ryan Stanek, getting to talk to him. You know, Jake Myers, Lance McCullers Jr. But I guess you know someone like Robert Flores because you know he's up in New York. You know, he's from Houston, but he's just such a big baseball voice. You yeah. know, on MLB Network, a, a lot of people respect him. Um, and it's not just meeting the actual players, but I've gotten to meet um, Justin Verlander's parents through like Ben Verlander. I, I've gotten yeah, to meet brother, Jim. Yeah. I've gotten to meet Jim Crane. Talk about my podcast. Um, so just everybody that I can connect myself with in the Major League Baseball world, um, Jim Callis from you know MLB and. So all these guys, like, I value each one of their opinions. But kind of the coolest thing is Charlie Palillo. I've never met him until opening day. And I got to just pick his brain. Because to me, he's like a radio god. This guy is such a great commentator. And he's 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 not really appreciated by the younger listening audience. But Charlie Palillo, man, I was like, what are you doing in this situation? I was, like, asking him advice. And so it's just neat. To anybody that's ever played, I'm just in awe of, wow, like, you – well, they're the one percenters, sport. man. There's no doubt. It is. You know, we got to hold the flag at opening day. Yeah, I seen you. I seen you on Twitter. You posted a picture. You circled. You. That, yeah, that was you. I was like, that was me. And let me tell you, I, I walked down on that field with that flag on my shoulder, and I was like, how did these guys do this? This, you look up and there's forty thousand people, and you feel like you're in the you're in a Greek. You're like in this Roman Colosseum. I'm like, I don't think I'm ever booing another player again. Like, I have so much respect now. For professional athletes to stay, because Different looking on the field, the, yeah. they don't, but oh my gosh, it is. It looks massive. It is unreal. The, like I had goosebumps the entire time. That's cool. Yeah. So. That'd be awesome. Dude, I think I'm going to try out for the Astros. I think you should. You should. Hey. I mean. <laughs> Magnus is like, no. I think I got a shot. Dude, you couldn't be a ball boy. They well, don't have ball boys. Yeah, they do. No, well, they had, they had, they had bat boys, but now Major League Baseball grades them. Do you know that? Yeah. And what? And what? Like an A? If no? no, if they're not being, if they're not getting the equipment fast enough, they can ask the club to fire them because of the pitch clock. Oh shit! Because slowly, it can slow yeah, the game I don't, down. I don't want to work under pressure. <laughs> yeah, he no. didn't do well in No, uh-uh. I don't like when people tell me what to do. In a you could be one time. of the raking guys, like during the seventh inning. Yeah, they, Ooh, I've got allergies. like shoes. Allergies. Yeah, my shoes. Man, my you shoes. are high maintenance. Allergies. There's a lot. <laughs> so, Brett, how can everybody, uh, you know, that, that that know you, how can everybody find you? So they can find me um, at H Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and Instagram. 
I'm kind of in and off TikTok. TikTok would be more locked on Astros, but you can find me at locked on Astros on on um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and then you can also subscribe to our our YouTube channel, Locked On Astros. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do it tonight for more. So you'll yeah. if you see one come from our, our, you can hook us up. We're trying to get get our followers up on YouTube. No, yeah, definitely. You know, you know, there if you're if you're driving into work, Apple, Google, or Spotify, yeah. just literally type in Locked On Astros. And if you have a team that's not the Astros, look up your team. Locked On probably as a show for them. Yeah, yeah. that's what that's what the first time I looked you up. Man, it's been a while. I just typed in Locked In on thinking that was just y'all's podcast right and then you, that's when i realized like oh okay they're a part of like a franchise deal uh which is cool i mean it's, it's pretty neat you can go to that i went to their website and man there's a lot of information on their website that's why i've seen the thing being out of utah and stuff like that and my son and i got to meet 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 david Locke, the owner because um he is the voice of the utah jazz so when they were in town playing the rockets i was like hey we've got to meet because like the last couple times i'd missed him and so he invited us up to the media area and he and i introduced him to my son and he told us, watch our off-ball movement, talking to him about, about basketball. That was really cool. So David Locke's a humble guy. He's locked on. It's a great, a great network to work for. Well, that's cool, man. I'm blessed. That's awesome. Well, good. We'll, uh, we'll keep a lookout. Uh, let us know when you get your new one started as well. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, how we can get involved. And uh, like I said, man, we, we, we all keep networking, man, and keep in touch like we've been doing. And Appreciate you coming out here and getting on here for Absolutely, this. Absolutely, man. No, definitely, and I I appreciate it. And if anybody out there listening, um, if just if you love baseball, come check us out. I, I think you'll enjoy our show. Yeah, I think Good there's too. a lot of our friends that are big. Like we're big Astros yeah. fans. That's a, we're always we'll watch the games together. We'll do stuff. So uh, we'll definitely. I think some of our friends that are fans uh, that probably start listening to podcasts maybe because of us because some, some don't. Go. I do. If you want for check out the the Astros one, there's a lot of a. Uh, Houston and surrounding area people that listen to our podcast as well. Very so cool. Hopefully they'll uh, they'll check you out, man. But so we we've been having a lot of support from our fan base, so we should be go check you out. Yeah, awesome. for sure. But yeah. Once again, thank you but again yeah, man. for coming in. Yeah, you know, thanks for having me on, and um, definitely have to have you guys on our show as well. I think it'd be fun. Oh, we would have a blast. We we. <laughs> We'd have good on any show we can. Yeah, dude. We're, we'll talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk nice. to anybody. I like to hear myself. <laughs> I hear you. What if Bob was one of us? Yeah, what if? So so do you play back the episodes and fast forward through him so yes. you can listen to yourself? You know, honestly, I'm not vain. V- Dale does that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, sometimes I, I rewind to make sure that I said something correctly. There you go. He fact checks um, himself. Yeah. I mean, so I've only been wrong once, and that was, you know, because of seal yeah because of seal yeah, <laughs> yeah. i just i just wish there was a story like that you added to it that damn I, seal yeah you know he honestly didn't. i just don't remember what it was there was something like why were we talking about seal anyway i think we were talking about music or i don't know I would, no i, don't I talked remember. about i talked about my friend meeting seal at his that's what it was sister-in-law's wedding in london yeah oh, okay yeah and then i said he got burned wow. in a house fire I mean, that's the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> I mean, they come to find out, lupus. Who would have thunk? So if you ever meet Seal, yeah. you have to go all in on that burnt face story. Oh, no, to. I am. I'm going to ask him to go watch Face Off with me. I DM him every day. <laughs> I mean, is that bad? That wasn't bad, was it? That, no, I don't think that was bad. Seal is very beloved, dude. I, I know. He is. So. I mean, because we're all getting a little crazy, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah. I just watched a movie. He sang that on there. Dude, I love Seal. Oh, the new movie with Kevin Hart and Wahlberg on Netflix. Okay, he was there on you there. Go. 
Yeah. Dude, we're trying to. We've been trying to shut this thing down. Well, <laughs> he keeps going, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, He's like me. Uh, <laughs> keep going. You Three got, hours I, later. I think it's yeah. time to seal the deal. <laughs> there we go. H Town Wheelhouse, the anthology. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. We'll see you, dude. Thank you, bro. <laughs> thank Definitely, you, bro. Thank you.